Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Simple Theology. I'm your host, Robert Kane. And I'm Rick Gromlick. Glad you guys are back with us. Uh, we are going to get into the topic of union with Christ today. Big topic. Big topic. That we did a ton, a ton uh, of prep for. Pulled an all-nighter. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, we have a, a guest with us And today. by all-nighter, you mean thankfully? I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, but we do have a guest. Who's the guest? To help reinforce um, Wyatt Allen. The one, the only. The man, the myth, the legend. Wyatt Allen. That's me. Wyatt, thanks for being here with us. Glad to be here. Good to see you guys. Yep. Um, tell us something about yourself real quick. Um, I grew up on a farm raising cows. Excellent. All right, All right guys. You know that about Wyatt. Hope you enjoy the conversation. Stay tuned to learn more. reference you okay. hey rob how you doing i'm doing good rick good, good. how are you doing man well i was doing good yeah no doing you good both. yeah um hey glad we're here yeah okay so just to paint the picture we are in rick's brand new now they know that we're together studio yeah we're in person now they know we're, we're not socially distancing this which we're under 10 people we're we're under 10 people but those who are in the room, which we're not going to say everyone who's in the room at the moment, we'll wait. Keep the crowd, keep it down. Yep. Thank you. Um, we're not, I mean, we're within six feet, so um, forgive us for that, guys. However, mm-hmm. we are in Rick's office, his newly redesigned office that he would not send mm-hmm. a picture to me for. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was a little disappointed with that because yeah. I like seeing... And it's not done yet. And dude... It looks amazing. He it's redid it. It looks so good. It's I, a I'd say great re, podcast setup. Redid is a little bit... No change of paint. No change of... Yeah, he decor. redecorated. He moved things around. He's got Did a new a desk shift. in here. He's yeah, got a new yeah, chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a new podcast setup. He's got mm-hmm. himself a, an arm that comes across. So he's got the he mic right two arms. In front of, he does have two arms. Had them since birth. Mm, as long as I can remember. <laughs> They've always been there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we are joined. Yes. With the one, the only Wyatt Allen. Howdy. Wyatt. Yeah, good to be here, Wyatt. Thank you, thank you. If I had a sound effect, I would do it. I yeah. used to have a sound effect for a pause. Rob used to have like a dozen sound totally effects. Totally unprepared. He, he always wanted to find a place to put them in. Yeah. Every day. <laughs> Sorry, so Wyatt, um, yeah. welcome to the show. Quick little um, uh, introduction. You introduce yourself, but so listeners know Wyatt is um, related to both of our wives. Mm-hmm. Wyatt, you can say how. Yeah, so Danielle, Robert's wife, is my sister, and Candice is my cousin. Mm-hmm. Yep. Almost is. sounded like you forgot her name. Yeah, and, um, and uh, dang to it. be fair, <laughs> there, there are a lot of them. I mean, Candice's? Yeah. Uh, no, cousins. cousins. Oh, yeah, oh, my word. Family. Yeah. But still, you should remember my wife's name. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's been It'll a be long time on the show. Anyway, yeah, for sure. Um, so, Wyatt, yes. tell us a little bit more about yourself. <clears throat> So currently, I am uh, working at Eagle Engineered Solutions. It is a 3D printing company. Can't Tell say, us what you do there. Can't you say, can't say, can't say much say about what, what, what we do? do? Uh, I'd have to um, sue you and lock you You would away. tell me and then you would sue me? Uh, wow, that's no. real harsh. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. You guys are liberals over yeah, there? That's fair. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, we know at least one guy is. Interesting workplace. Riley. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it wasn't that Rick really it, enjoyed it, that. It, it was, sorry. A little inside joke. I really got it. Um, it was funny. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Keep going. Why? Yeah, sorry. Um, My apologies. So, yeah, I work there. I've been working there for almost three years now. Um, really enjoy it uh, for the most part. Um, then I just bought a house. I've been working on that a lot. Moved in to get away from my family, not because I wow. don't like them, but because of the sure sounds coronavirus, like <laughs> um, because they are all very at risk. Um, so that's been interesting getting to know. Real quick, you want to touch on that, why they're at risk? Yeah. So my brothers have muscular dystrophy. Um, their names? Josh and Davey. And then I had two other brothers, Caleb and Chad, that had passed away from that um it's a muscle degenerate disease um <clears throat> so it's it's not good for them to get the coronavirus essentially yeah, very and then risk. the rest of my family uh they are all over um 60 over 60 i believe there and so they are also at risk um so because you have your, your your parents obviously and then your grandfather's also living there yeah and is he 90 this year he's 91 or 92 Ooh, yeah yeah okay so he he's definitely up there um and so i always forget about it except for when i'm like introducing myself to people that i'm a boy and i in this family and i don't have muscular dystrophy yeah. which i was gonna say explain why that's a big deal yeah so typically um the the mother's or, always the mother is a carrier but typically all of the the sons then will have that um and so by god's grace i do not and, and i always forget that and i'm not as thankful as i should be just because i that's how i grew up like it's just normal for me um and the type of muscular dystrophy that it is uh duchenne's yeah. yeah so from what i heard and you can correct me if i'm wrong <laughs> is that like the chance if if mother's a carrier which your mom had no idea because yeah. no one in the family history had ever had muscular dystrophy yeah and so um the chances of a male having it is like 75 percent a child and then a female is like 25 percent. i don't actually know okay um that's what danielle told me one time so sure if it's wrong i blame her <laughs> yeah i yeah. did you yeah i'm with you on that yeah, yeah well, sure sure i'm women Rob only speaks for himself. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Share for everyone listening. <laughs> with Sometimes me. new listeners don't know that I joke that I'm joking. Mm. So before someone gets well, upset. What you were saying in the joke. garage earlier didn't sound like that was Stop a joke. it. What if- <laughs> I missed it. I'm sorry. I didn't say anything in the garage, which was trying to get me in more trouble. Oh All right, bye, classic. Um <clears throat> So anyway, I forget where I was now. Sorry. Thanks a lot. The uh, percentage of male to female. Yeah, I actually don't know. Um, but what I do know, I'm the youngest of seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and so another crazy thing I always, again, forget is that people kept telling my parents to stop having kids, but they didn't want to. They wanted to have kids, and so they kept kept having kids. And so uh, um, five boys, two girls. Um, I'm the youngest. And... Um, and so that on top of that is, is just, w- when you consider all of the things kind of going against me being able to walk and stuff, um, 
when when I consider, it, I'm like, okay, wow, like this is this is definitely a, mm. a gift from God that I have not appreciated as as much as I should. Uh, from yeah, the day, so not, from not the day only to day. like the fact that your parents have having kids and you're here, the four boys yeah. before you, and, and a miscarriage be. before me. Yeah, and I remember Danielle said that the doctor was actually encouraging her mom, your mom, mm-hmm. uh, Joanna, to have an abortion because of the chances of further kids having muscular dystrophy. And so, again, by God's grace, you're here. Mm-hmm. By God's grace, Danielle was not aborted. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, just... Lucky you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, with that being said, Wyatt is joining us for well, r- r- something funny. <laughs> Are you laughing at the fact that Danielle wasn't aborted? No. Is that... No. <laughs> that's a little insensitive. No, 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 no. No. Not at all. Something completely... Not unrelated, but... <laughs> If I explained it, it actually wouldn't be funny, but it was funny to me in the moment. Okay. Like okay. most things that I think are funny. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So today we're talking about union with Christ and um, great doctrine. In fact, Rick was talking about it because for those listening, we don't do like a, a crazy amount of prep. Um, None, in fact. We actually do a we, little bit. We did a bit. tiny bit. We did a tiny bit. <laughs> we usually um, do more than this. Typically. But uh, Rick was like, man, for a doctrine as heavy as this is. We're not doing a lot of prep here, so uh, we'll just say from the get-go, uh, show us grace. And mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. as we talk about this, um, this is a phenomenal doctrine. Yes. I mean, it's huge, and um, I'll go ahead and give a definition. Please do. And what we're going to do is we're going to give a definition, share some verses, um, and then we're going to jump into a section of Grudem's Systematic, where he kind of talks about some of the implications of union with Christ. So... Definition is, um, we may define union with Christ as follows. Union with Christ is a phrase used to summarize several different relationships between believers and Christ, through which Christians receive every benefit of salvation. These relationships include the fact that we are in Christ, Christ is in us, we are like Christ, and we are with Christ. And those come from Grudem's Systematic Theology. So I'm going to read a passage in Ephesians 1. I preached on this a few months ago, but and I was actually preaching on uh, union with Christ. So this passage is one that just, as I read it, listen to how many times you hear the phrase in him or in Christ, uh, because it just, it emphasizes the things that we get through union with Jesus. So here we go. It's Ephesians 1, and we're starting in verse 3. Blessed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavens in Christ. For he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in love before him. He predestined us to be adopted as sons through Jesus Christ for himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace that he lavished on us in the beloved one. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace that he richly poured out on us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure that he purposed in Christ as a plan for the right time, 
to bring everything together in Christ, both things in heaven and things on earth, in him. In him we have also received an inheritance, because we were predestined according to the plan of the one who works out everything in agreement with the purpose of his will, so that we who had already put our hope in Christ might bring praise to his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and when you also believed, were sealed in him with the promised Holy Spirit. He is the down payment of our inheritance until the redemption of the possession to the praise of his glory. And give the reference again for that. Ephesians 1, verses 3 through 14. Yeah. So you see uh, again and again just the the connection there. Um, I think for a lot of people, you know, whether you come from a, uh, a Christian background or not, raised in the church or not, your your idea of Christ is you know, he's Savior, died on the cross, you know, defeated death, paid the price for sin. Um, but this idea of being united with Him in kind of this co, and we're gonna walk through this, but like to Him in us, us and Him, this togetherness, this union. We usually don't think that way. Um, I think part of that is because we. Like, that pushes us, like, there's no way that, like, I'm in Christ, or Christ is in me. Now you hear the, the language, like, invite Jesus into your heart, right? mm-hmm. is Jesus living in your heart. Um, but this is way more than that. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, um, why, do you have anything to add to that? Not yet, no. Okay. Um, so we're going to hop into... Hop into it. Hop into it. <laughs> um, we're going to hop right in, dive right in, jump right jump in, in to Grudem's Systematic... And Rick, you had a, you had bakers. Yeah. Did you want to share the definition in there? Did you have something that I, um, jumped I, out at you? Well, you know what? It hopped out at me. Mm, it, it hopped <laughs> it out. Dived out. It, it dove out. It dived. Not dived, but it dove. Spoon, Proper English. Spoonful. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here, here you go. So, side story. Yes. Side story. Um, for those of you who don't know, spoonful is spelled with one L. Rick is illiterate. <laughs> has been spelling it with two L's his whole life. All my life. There's a heck of a lot of th- There's other things. There's a lot more important things in how to spell wrong, spoonful. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot, but yeah. I never really <laughs> use that word a whole lot in uh, all my college English classes. Well, classes, we're going to find but... ways to put it in here a little bit more often now. <laughs> Let's go for it. I'm right. game. Um, so here's one thing. At the very end, in Baker's, it's talking about union with Christ, and it says that union with Christ is vividly expressed and confirmed in baptism and celebrated and fostered through the Lord's Supper, mm. which I thought was really good. You that know, is good. Because in baptism, we that is the idea of baptism. It's an identification. It's that we are, we are dead in our sin, or dead to our sin, and raised with Christ. Not just because Christ was raised, but with him. And then, and that's the, a declaration of our faith and what Christ has done. And then communion, uh, the Lord's Supper, is a reminder of Christ. I mean, that's the language uh, that Jesus used. This is my flesh. This is my blood. Partake of me. Yeah. So it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Baker. Mm, Baker. Never fails. Yeah. Um, man, that is good. So you know how Jonathan Lehman talks about how he is an aspiring ecclesiologist? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I want to be an aspiring ordinationist. Like I, I like the past couple of years, I have fallen in. I don't think it's mm. a word, by the way. I see you look. Like, well, I'm just thinking like most people are going to think ordination as as far as like qualification for ministry oh, oh i see what you're saying. yeah but you're saying like I don't, I don't think yeah i don't even think it's a word but i just said it for the ordinances mm-hmm. or the okay. sacraments sacramentists yeah but i'm baptist so i call them ordinances 
Okay. Um, so like I, right, I've right just Baptist. fallen in love with what baptism is not only individually but corporately and then furthermore yeah. the Lord's yeah. Supper. Like there are so many implications behind mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, so to for you to point that out it's there, rich. like yeah. infant baptism. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. We're talking <laughs> about biblical things on here. <laughs> Trans- 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 <laughs> Just kidding. We love, we love our Baptist brothers and sisters. Um, okay. So the yeah. Gruden points out four things mm-hmm. in his systematic theology, and the first one is that we are in Christ, and so we see Ephesians one four that. We already read this, but he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in love before him. Mm-hmm. So before the world was founded, before anything was created, God had already known us mm-hmm. and chose us for adoption. Yeah. These are wonderful things that should spur us not only just to to praise God for what he's done, but it right. should also increase our confidence because if God, if you think through this, if God chose us before we had ever been born, before we had done anything good or anything sinful, our salvation is wrapped up in his ability to hold on to us, not in our ability to hold That's on right. to it. Yep. And so he chose us beforehand. And so there's, there's not things that we can do to fall outside of his grace. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that we can be what, what, the theological term is antinomian, which means anti-law, which means you just live yeah. by embracing sin, what God, things that God calls sinful. We don't say, oh, because we can't fall away, we'll go do whatever we want. Like that is not evidence of someone who has actually embraced Christ. Mm-hmm. However, when you do sin, First John 1, 9 mm-hmm. talks about we will sin, yep. but if we confess our sins, he is faithful and mm-hmm. just to forgive us. So the fact that God chose us before the foundation of the world in Christ should s- increase our confidence in the salvation that we have. So um, that is one thing to point out when mm-hmm. we talk about um, that we are in Christ. But another thing is that us being in Christ means that when Jesus, um, and here's a direct line from Grudem Systematic, when Jesus perfectly obeyed God mm-hmm. for his whole life, God thought of us as having obeyed too. So by uh, we see in mm-hmm. Romans five nineteen by one man's obedience many will become righteous. So Christ is our source of righteousness. Second um, Corinthians five twenty one says that in Him He who knew no sin became sin, mm-hmm. and so He takes it's called like the great exchange, right? Yes. And so we bring to the table sinful, fallen nature. Christ brings to the table perfect, holy mm-hmm. nature. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then. There's a great exchange. Yes. He who knew no sin becomes sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. So we get to literally, not literally, but like we get to put on his righteousness. Mm-hmm. And so God now sees us. And when he looks on us, he sees the righteousness that Christ acquired. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. we can then approach the throne of grace with boldness as Hebrews talks about. Mm-hmm. So just some of the benefits of being in Christ. Yeah. Sure. So the, the again to recap the things that so we are in Christ, Christ is in us. Yep. We are like Christ and we are with Christ. And those man, it's like pretty much the same thing. When you just read them off and as we go through it might sound like we're saying pretty much the same thing. And there's a lot of similarity, but I would also say there are unique um 
differences, and that's what we're trying to point to uh, because it, it gives us a more one. It's just it's true to the text, but the more that we can understand what has happened and what's happening, uh, the more we can understand that you know, this doctrine and it will affect our lives. So, Rob, you talked about how we are in Christ. The next point is that Christ is in us. Yeah. What's the What's the difference? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, John fifteen five talks about the branches. Right, it says, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. In Colossians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ. Just Paul writing, I have been crucified with Christ. Now, we know Paul wasn't hoisted up on a cross and, and, and crucified, but he's saying, like, no, because of our, this new relationship, the union with Christ, I have been crucified with Christ. It's, it's this um, similar identity. I think for us as believers, we need to understand that people can have um, people can have a relationship with Jesus in a sense, but until Jesus is in them, until He is indwelling them, they are not believers, mm-hmm. right? They have not uh, become regenerate and are not followers. Now they can have that kind of an understanding of truth, and they can uh, entertain Jesus's ideas and doctrines, but until they cross and and, and Christ saves them, and Christ is in them. That, that's a that's a completely different thing. That is salvation, and to neglect that is to fully miss what Christ has done for us. Um, Colossians one twenty seven says, "To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory." Hmm. There is no other hope. Uh, the hope isn't that, you know, we can, we've talked about this before, we can attain something, it is Christ in us. And when your identity shifts from, okay, Christ is just my Savior, or he's ex- just exterior to know he's indwelling you, mm-hmm. that changes the way you fight sin, that changes how you interact with the body, that changes obviously how you interact with Christ. Yeah. Um, when when we're, it says that we are the temple, and then we know that Christ is dwelling in us, He's, he's forming us to be um, a holy people, as, as First Peter says. Like, that changes our perspective. It's no longer just kind of exterior, but it is Christ in us. It changes how we live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's an important thing to point out with the temple. In Old Testament, we read about how the presence of God was in the Holy of Holies. Mm-hmm. So you'd have like the outer court, the inner court, the holy place, the Holy mm-hmm. of Holies, and the God's presence was most intense in the Holy of Holies. And what we see when Christ is on the cross, yeah. when he says it is finished, and he, he lets out a cry and gives himself, the the curtain that's separating those places gets torn. Right. Yeah, In symbolic reference that the separation between the presence of God and the people has now been torn. And so now God, rather than dwelling in a temple built by hands, now dwells mm-hmm. in all those who would embrace the gospel, that Jesus is Lord, that he is their master, and that they are entrusting him completely for the payment of their sin, past, present, and future. Those who yeah. embrace that now have God living inside of them. That's right. And mm-hmm. so when we talk about um, us being the temple of God, like that that's what we're referring to. It's no longer in a physical temple. It's now mm-hmm. in the hearts of God's people. And I'd also just say, as we interact with other brothers and sisters in Christ, with the understanding that Christ is in them, 
how we treat them is how we're treating Christ. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, disrespectful, ju- judging them, um, slander. You're all doing that to Christ in them. As yeah, well. and as and as we are unified with Christ, just building off of that, like it it again emphasizes the importance of us seeking unity with one mm-hmm. another. Yeah, because if mm-hmm. we are unified with Christ, who is unified with the Godhead, mm-hmm. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. then there's intense unity going on there. And so the way that we treat our brothers and sisters should promote unity. Now, there are times when we need to to divide. Jesus yeah. says that he even came to divide. So like there are times mm-hmm. that there needs to be division mm-hmm. when maybe heretical teachings are happening. It's like well, mayonnaise and miracle whip. Exactly. <laughs> it's dude. not the same thing. It is not. Let it us is be not. clear. <laughs> let, let the record show. Yeah. Both are pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> miracle Hel- is great. Miracle Helman, whip. That's it. It's an, the Antichrist. Yeah, basically. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so, and, or if like sin is being embraced, like there needs to be division, clear division. Um, however, as much as we can, we should promote the unity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so what have we covered now? We've covered, we are, well, go ahead. Yeah. So, even with that, uh, the passage that comes to mind is the, um, I forget what it's called exactly. It's the parable of the, um, the, oh, shoot. Think about it. Yeah. The parable of the what? Um, help me out. It's the one where the- Rich young ruler. No, the guy okay. is forgiven a debt. Oh. Um, the, and the, the big debt. Yeah. yeah. 10,000 um, talents, but or what is it? The- and you're both looking at me. Parable like... of the unforgiving servant. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, to where, like, if we have been forgiven this debt mm-hmm. and, and Christ is in us, he's forgiven us, and the, the the proof of that is that he is in us, that should bring forth a genuine thankfulness and grace towards other people because of the great debt that we have been forgiven. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we don't show that, then the evidence of, that crisis in us is weak, yeah. Um, if non-existent, yeah. Cool. Okay, so we have covered. Um, what was it? We are in Christ. Christ is in us. Mm-hmm. And now the third one. We are like Christ. Um, and I like that it says we are like Christ. So when we are a Christian, we are like Him. We we have been forgiven that that great debt. Um, and we are then forgiving to others. Um, yeah. the, the verse that came to mind was Second uh, Corinthians 5.17 um, says, uh, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Mm-hmm. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Um, and so with that, uh, being a new creation, I heard it in my uh, uh, introduction to um, uh, counseling, uh, biblical counseling, biblical yeah. counseling, yeah, uh, course at, through Boyce, um, where this in the book the guy was saying like this guy came to him saying like I'm struggling with this thing I I can't um, I can't stop doing it and and he told him he said you are a new creation like that's what that's what the the verse says like um these old things mm-hmm. are supposed to die like mm-hmm. that's that's what happens um and it's not just uh okay i'm going to make the decision then to stop doing these things we have 
the power of Christ in us, uh, like you were just saying. And so what this looks like, um, <clears throat> I'll read a couple of verses from, from here. Um, uh, he who abides, or who, he who says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. Um, so saying like, because you have Christ in you and you are in Christ, you are supposed to walk like he does. And, and something that comes to mind is it's not just um, doing the things, the, the acts, the, the laws that Jesus is doing, but having a heart for what mm -hmm. Christ yeah, that's a great yeah, point. is doing. Because we could do stuff without a heart, like just rote mm -hmm. obedience, and that's not worship. Yeah. And he's called us to worship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so being like Christ, we have a desire for his word. Um, we have a desire for one another and forgiving one another um, and things like this. Uh, one thing, uh, another verse here. Um, he, oh, I didn't. That was First John 2, 6, the one I said before. Anyway, this next one. Uh, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Ephesians 5, 25. Um, it's again, this is uh, a command at, as we are in Christ. Um, it's something that we are supposed to do. Uh, that's a different thought. Anyway, sorry, I thought of something I had just read. No, you're uh, good. So like, I've, I've been spending a lot of time in First Peter, so like us as a church plan, we're, yeah. we're, we're talking about um, what it looks like to be faithful in the midst of um, isolation, mm -hmm. in the midst of dispersion. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, I mean, Peter is talking to Christians in his letter in First Peter, not only who are dispersed, but those who are suffering. Yeah. And suffering greatly, like yeah. being mm -hmm. murdered. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things he calls them to is a call to holy living. And when we are... Um, when we are like Christ, we are being um, called to be imitators of him. Mm -hmm. And so he who was perfect, we are called, he, he says in First uh, Peter 15, but as the one who called you is holy, you also are to be holy in all your conduct. For it is written, be holy because mm -hmm. I am holy. And so Peter says one of the primary things right now as you guys are suffering mm -hmm. that will help and help you uh, walk faithfully mm -hmm. is to remember the one who is holy mm -hmm. and therefore in the power of the Holy Spirit that he provides mm -hmm. for you, walk in holiness. Cause why, like you were saying, like we are a new creation mm -hmm. and it's not that it's going to be like a flip of a switch for some people. It might be like pa parts of it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's not just going to be like, Oh, I suddenly have no desire to look at women lustfully or suddenly I have no desire to sin in some X, Y, and you can fill in the blank, mm -hmm. whatever that sin struggle is. Like it is something that will one degree at a time become less and less like your flesh and more and more like Christ, the one who is holy. So mm -hmm. yeah, just throwing that out there, Rick. You look like you're going to say something. What? No, I don't want to cut you off. Okay. No. Yeah, I think it's, it is interesting. Um, so it, it's, I don't know if you even knew this, but we're preaching through First Peter. I did know that. As a church. And 
I was telling our people, like, it's just, you know, as we're preparing, this was back in January, like, we're preparing to take it into First Peter. Um, none of this stuff was on our radar. But we're just, like, okay, this is some he- heavy stuff. It, who knows what the Lord's going to, what, what mm. he's going to bring. But even in that, uh, we were reminded how the call to holiness, I think we, we um, romanticize hardship in a, in, a, in a way. Like, we think about the, the martyred and the persecuted and how refining that is. But it doesn't make it any easier. Like we've talked about that uh, with our community groups and even on Sunday mornings, how the pursuit of, of holiness, or not to quote a book title, but pursuing <laughs> holiness, like that's difficult. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a heck of a lot more difficult when, as things are getting harder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, people have, right, I mean, for our current context in this situation, people have full reign to whatever they want. If they want to just max out on food, they have... They have stimulus checks, and they have, <laughs> you know, Diner Dash or whatever. They can, you know, DoorDash, they can give whatever they want, like, right away. You know, internet still go, like, whatever they want, they can fully indulge in almost. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, we just, we idealize, idolize the, the situation of hardship, and it's making it, it's harder to pursue holiness. It's like, yeah. man, this is more difficult. Um, <laughs> I just, you were saying that everyone's able to kind of just, Live, mm-hmm. sp- kind of splurge right now, yeah. Uh, even though it's uh, weird. weird, yeah, yeah, it's real weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but it reminded me that of the Babylon Bee that said, um, "Nation or some." The headline was something like "Nation not responding to God's first plague, so next one's coming." Or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or nation still in repentance. So yeah, I thought that yeah, was right. really fun. Yeah. yeah, when we take another plague, we're out. But yeah, but so, uh, so, so, Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead, Rob. Oh, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. So what I want to say, though, was... um... (laughs) Unbelievable. No, so um, one of the things, again, that we'd be remiss not to point out is that we are like Christ, Mm -hmm. um, as we are still in this third point, not only in our imitation of him, like in Mm -hmm. regards to holiness, be holy, because I'm holy, Mm -hmm. but also, as Gruden points out here, our imitation of Christ is especially evident in our suffering. Mm -hmm. And so... There, there's a whole stream of evangelicalism. Mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't even call it evangelicalism. There's a whole stream of Thought. religious <laughs> gatherings yeah, <laughs> that claim that if you are a follower of Jesus, then mm-hmm. you will not suffer. If you have enough yeah. faith, mm-hmm. you will yeah. be healthy and you will be wealthy and you will be prosperous. And that, that's known as the prosperity gospel. We've done an episode on that. And that is wicked. Heresy. And it is a lie. <laughs> yeah. Look at the lives of the disciples. Oh, yeah. Look at Jesus' yeah. life. Look, Jesus said he didn't mm-hmm. even have a place to rest his head, and mm-hmm. he yeah. had plenty of faith. Yeah. In, in uh, I think he there. had enough faith. Yeah. He had no sin. Well, yeah. I think, so, um, I think of two things. David is one. Uh, I read through First and Second Samuel last year, and it was really rich for me and, and encouraging to, to follow David's life um, from beginning to end. And knowing he was a man after God's own heart, and in his early days before he started um, uh, sinning against God in, in the matter of Uriah the Hittite and stuff where he murdered him, um, I was just really encouraged um, by his humility. And, and that was one of the, the divine, defining things of, that marked David uh, throughout his life. And, and he would come into the city and they would be singing songs uh, Saul killed his thousands, David killed his tens of thousands, and um, David still was as humble as can be in saying, like, why are you, why are you being kind to me? Like, um, 
and and not taking any any credit to his, himself. Um, and we see that same thing in Christ, where the greater David, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, the the perfect uh, and um, king that that God God had promised to David in in his heir, um, in that he is the son of God, and he came uh, and made himself to be like nothing. Um, he left yeah. his place mm-hmm. in heaven. Yeah. And, and so we see this perfect humility um, that saves us. And, and a phrase that I've been saying to myself as I uh, notice selfishness um, in myself, uh, which has kind of been prominent because I'm living by myself, so there's no one else to really care about. It's amazing um, how selfish you can become when you're living Yeah. And so something I, I kind of just repeat to myself, if I'm in, in my right mind, is it's not about me. It's not about me. It's not about me. Yeah. And it takes the focus off of me and, and puts it on, on Christ and how I can serve him and serving others to point them to him. Um, and I think uh, that's a, a huge thing that I've found recently that, that marks someone that is in Christ. Yeah, I mean, Christ having the all-divine attribute, Christ having all glory. I mean, he talks about in the garden, like, Father, um, like, um, give me the glory that I shared with you mm-hmm. before the foundation of the world. Like, Jesus came from the most privileged place, mm-hmm. and he humbled himself. And he said, like, it's that humility that saves us, not our humility. Like, yeah. we'll be marked by humility if we have been saved. However, it's the humility of, of God to condescend mm-hmm. to sinful man and to take on flesh. Yeah. And so that we could then be in Christ, Christ in us, and mm-hmm. walk in a way that resembles Christ. Yeah. And I mean, all the, all the apostles in the early church that were in Christ um, were giving away everything. They were rejoicing in their suffering uh, because they didn't count themselves as this person. They, were, they weren't saying, uh, I'm this great person. Why are you doing this to me? They were saying, um, I'm nothing yeah. like, mm-hmm. in yeah. comparison to what Christ has done. Yeah, for me. Yeah, those are great things. We talked, you know, oh man, first point, we are in Christ, Christ is in us, we are like Christ, and then the last point is we are with Christ. Um, And again, it might sound a little redundant, but it's good to understand that as Christ is in us, and we are in Christ, but he's also with us. He's with uh, the fellowship of believers. You know, a classic verse, Matthew 18, verse 20, says where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. Which, by the way, that means it's talking about church, um, some church discipline things. Yeah. It's not talking about, you know, that's. Oh, we're, we're here, right here. We're, we're a Christians. church. We're a church. Because, yeah. you know, yes, there's a Lord among us. Absolutely. Absolutely. But that does not qualify as a church. Um, good but no, distinction. Yeah. So so it's just good that, that we, as uh, believers, understand that Jesus is with us. Um, now, we know that he had a, a bodily resurrection, and he's still in his flesh. And so there's this idea that Christ is, we are with him. Um, it's the Holy Spirit is with us, and he's, um, but there is still the Spirit of Christ and the power of Christ that is with us. And that's part of the Trinity that we can't really wrap our minds around. Um, but we need to be encouraged that Christ is not just in us or, or in him, but he's also with us. Yeah. Um, and, and again, you've probably heard this a hundred times if you grew up in church. 
But what does it literally, how does this change your life when you wake up tomorrow? That Christ is with you. Christ um, is in you. And that you are in Christ. Yeah. That, that you are like Christ because of what he's done. I mean, this is a complete, this union with Christ is a complete identity shift. Uh, nothing could, could um, compare. There's no, there's no analogy. This isn't like, oh, I got a heart transplant and then I got a blood infusion. And the, No, this is completely radically different. You've taken on a new identity. You you have this new thing in you, and you it you're in it, and it's with you, and it's it's a part of the body of Christ. Now you share that with all your brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, so Rob, you made the you, you mentioned the joke I made, like, hey, this is the heaviest, well, the heaviest doctrines, and we're just kind of flying into it. But it honestly is, and this is something I wrestle with. I mean, this is identity. Yeah. Like, am I? What is my relationship to Christ? Yes, He atoned for my sin. Yes, he's given me life. He, he, um, yes, he's my Lord and my Savior and my Master. But am I in Christ? Is Christ in me? Yeah. Is that, that should change. You know, when I sit down to do work, when I meet my neighbor, and, uh, it's hard to have all, all these conscious thoughts, but in a sense, Christ in you is meeting that person. Hmm. You know? So you can get into heresy there too. And, and yeah. um, we're not, we're not uh, Mormons. We don't think that we can you know, elevate ourselves to gods and become like Christ ourselves and all that stuff. But, but union with Christ is a doctrine you, it, you will never outgrow. You never fully understand, but you never, you never stop saying, okay, I got to figure it out. We're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there's always the heart work that needs to be done, heart work, to, to believe it in your heart and make it a reality in how you live your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Why, any last thoughts? Um, yeah, just like with that. Like why you don't like Robert? <laughs> uh, we don't have enough time for yeah, that. No. <laughs> what was your first impression of Robert? Um, I, I don't can know. remember my first memory of you. Can you? Yeah. It was, so we grew up in the same church. Oh, yeah. Wyatt came up to me, <laughs> took my hat off my head, because I always wore hats back in the day, yeah. and kicked me in the shin yeah. and ran away. <laughs> Wyatt was a little turd, dude. He totally was. <laughs> Uh, that and was, I was, I mean, is. <laughs> that was so fun. Yeah. Uh, now, and he was young. 14 at the time? Uh, 17. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like uh, you and probably Bo, six or seven. We, yeah. we destroyed your shins. Yeah, yeah, you and I hauled off and just let loose. Anyway. Yeah, see what you're going to say. <laughs> Listeners don't really care about that. <laughs> I care. Uh, anyway, it's for all the heresies. No, I'm just kidding. Um so we are with Christ. It made me think of um, how we uh, kind of facilitate that and, oh, and foster that and kind of help um, stay in that relationship as best we can is by loving the word. And, and so like at work, I've listened through uh, a lot of the Psalms just kind of uh, through my earbuds as I'm doing stuff. Um, and so I don't listen really carefully, but one thing I heard so many times it it's, it was kind of really redundant almost like a, a current pop song or something um david kept saying your word i or, i i desire your word i love your word i um i long for your word um and so that that just tells me okay this this man that was so humble and uh, a man after god's own heart was in the word. He he hid that in his heart, and that's what 
helped him to walk with them and uh, be with Christ. Yeah, I think that's important to point out because we read in John 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In John 1.14, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So Jesus Christ being the Word. If we have union with Christ, Mm -hmm. then we are going to have an intimate relationship with the Word of God. Mm -hmm. And so we pursue the Word of God, not just so that we can gain head knowledge, we pursue the word of God because that's why we pursue God. Mm-hmm. It's him speaking to us. You want to hear from God, open up your Bible. Mm-hmm. And the way that we hear him, the way that we further our relationship with him is by pursuing the word. Mm-hmm. And so very good point to make that if we are in Christ, if we have a relationship with God, then we are going to have a relationship with the word of God. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, in closing, um, union with Christ, really big deal. Um, he is the only one who lived a perfect life, who earned a relationship with God. He already had a relationship with God. He, Jesus is God, but he's the only one who lived a life worthy of a relationship mm-hmm. with God. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, the only way to have a relationship with God is if you are in Christ. Amen. If you're in the one who has earned the right to approach the throne. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Psalm, I think it's 5.5 five or 5.4, talks about how God cannot tolerate sin. Like sin can't even be in his presence. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that we have sin means we cannot enter into God's presence. We cannot have a relationship with him. That is the great distance between us and God. God being perfectly holy, us being fallen in sin, we cannot approach him, but one can, and it's Christ. And so mm-hmm. if we are in Christ, then our relationship with God is restored. Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts? Yeah, that was, no, that was really good. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to add anything to that. Like, oh. no, Pr- I mean, praise I, God. I think it, it's true that we need, he was the only one who could, who could atone. He's the only one who could be in the presence of God the Father. Mm-hmm. And because of him, we are now in the presence of God the Father. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. All right. All, All right. right. You guys, uh, you guys can reach out to us. On social media by using the hashtag Simple Theology Pod. You can check us out on Instagram, Simple Theology Pod. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash simple theology. You can find all of this information and more at simpletheology.org. If you want to suggest a topic for us to talk about, mm-hmm. guys, we, we took we took a decent amount of time trying to figure out what we we're going to talk about. And I'm glad yeah. we talked about this because this is a great topic. But if you guys send us some suggestions, yeah. and we have a couple in the bank. But if you guys want to continue to send us suggestions, that'd be really helpful. Mm-hmm. So send them our way. You can send them on the website, or you can shoot us an email at info at simpletheology.org, or you can shoot us um, a voicemail, which we've got a couple that we need to listen to. But our number is 614-233-1098. So, or you can text Robert at no, his stop personal it, stop number. Us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cool. His personal number six one four two three three ten ninety eight. I uh, I did I did one of those things on time where I said like yeah six one four eight six seven five three zero nine. Looks like what's that? It's like eight six seven five three zero nine. X. It, what, it's not seven five. It's no. It's eight six seven four three zero nine. No eight six seven five three zero nine. Yeah. Yeah. Rick had never heard of that. You've never heard. Unbelievable. Of that. What's that All from? Right, guys. It's a commercial, right? <laughs> no. It's a it's a song. It's a, it's a classic song. You need to listen to this. Wait, I, I actually need to listen to some <laughs> right. classic songs. Who, who, Everybody, thanks for listening. Love you guys. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Time out, time out, time out. 
Bro, I thought we were sharing this podcast. Why can't I add something when I want to add something? <laughs> this is not the right time. <laughs> Go ahead, add something. Yeah, me too. Appreciate you guys. <laughs> Peace out. Peace. Bye.